Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 258, and I'm calling it Cleaning for Us. Um, Guys, welcome back. It's, <laughs> it is uh, August, and I am back from my summer break which was the weirdest summer break ever, especially because it's not actually over-ish, sort of, whatever. If you're listening to this in the future, I'm hoping that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I'm pretty sure I said that in all my other uh, podcasts at the in March, April, and May of 2020 before I started my summer break. But you guys, I can't not address this. First of all, I'm happy to uh, be podcasting again. Happy to talk to you guys again. I have missed y'all. I really have. And it's not been a normal summer anyway. So um, all the brain relaxation that I generally get over the summer that the break usually gives me, um, that then gives me the energy to get started again in August. Um, Yeah, that's, that's different this year. We'll just call it different. I'm not going to say it's non-existent. It still was helpful for me, but there's a lot going on and we are still in Corona times. And wow, who in the world would have thought back in March that this was the deal. But um, just a real quick reminder of my summer, not a reminder, but you know, oh, wow, this is going to be good. I can, oh, this is gonna be great. Aren't you guys so glad that I'm back? <laughs> anyway, but um, just what has gone on this summer, a lot of things did not go on. Um, our local pool didn't open, which meant my kid who had a job as a lifeguard didn't have that job. Thankfully got another one. Um, let's see. We didn't go anywhere on vacation. Kids didn't get to go to camp. Um, it, it was just, it was, it was pretty tough. Um, but my oldest left for college a week and a half ago. So that was the thing I felt like I had been holding my breath. I don't think it ever occurred to me back in March, honestly, that it would even be a question. I'm mean, like, how long is this thing going to last? Um, but I would say by end of April, May, I was starting to get pretty nervous. Um, so I felt like I had held my breath for months, hoping that he was going to get to go. So it's kind of skewed the whole emotional impact of that for me, because it really has not been as much about me dreading him leaving and oh my word, I can't believe this is coming and I can't believe we're here already like it would have been. Instead, it was, oh, please, 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 please. I hope he gets to go. I hope he gets to go. Um, Lots of praying. So anyway, he did end up getting to go and I am definitely an emotional roller coaster these days, but it's different than it would have been. So anyway, just kind of catching you up on just some of the basics for us. Uh, but one of the reasons I wanted to talk about cleaning for us is this is a conversation that has been happening. And there's part of me that thinks I probably should have looked back over and make sure that this wasn't a topic that I covered in April and May. But if it is, oh, well, whatever. Um, this conversation is legitimate right now, because for the most part, we're keeping our homes closed. And if 
you are like me, which is it's always even still even now, even though I have come so far in getting my own home under control, and I am able to volunteer to have people over. I mean, I, I would still like to have an hour or two to get my house ready. I'd feel better if I had a day or two. But I'm willing to do it where I used to, you know, in the days before I started what I call my desobification process, I was not willing to have people over. I mean, I would base I wanted to have people over. I desperately wanted to I wanted to be that person. That's who I thought I was. That's how I thought of myself. But I didn't. And it was because of the state of my home. And so I was always, I would either commit to something several weeks or months out to give myself the motivation to get my house under control, to be able to let them in the front door. It was extremely, extremely stressful for me to do that. But I would either do that or I would not volunteer to have people over. Or if I volunteered to have someone over and then life meant that I couldn't actually stop every other single thing in my entire life for several weeks to get my house ready for them to be able to come inside, then I would find an excuse to not have them over. So let's talk about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. 2020 has been a challenging time for mental health, to say the least. Thankfully, there's BetterHelp. It allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor from home in a safe and private online environment. This means you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, this is not a crisis line. So we're all unique. We have varied challenges. Through BetterHelp, you have access to broad expertise in the network so you can address your unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can check out testimonials posted daily on their site. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash clean. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash clean. What I'm saying here is... I think for a lot of us who struggle in this way, in some ways, it's a little bit of a relief that we can't have anybody over anyway. Like, okay, not because we don't want to be around people, not because we don't desire to be hospitable, but just, okay, well, I can't have anybody over anyway. So for this period of time, I am not going to have a majorly stressful situation. I mean, we've we've had a couple of different times where, um, you know, my daughter 
I think I mentioned this time passage awareness disorder is real and it's extra <laughs> during this whole quarantine ish time. Um, I say ish because, you know, things are backish to normal, whatever. I don't, but they're not normal at all. So I know people are always wondering what you're doing for school. Well, our school district is doing online for the first chunk of time. And then at some point in September, we'll go to um, in person. So for, we're starting out the year. Uh, they say that I'm not expecting anything. I'm just like, whatever, we'll do whatever you guys want to do. But, um, you know, a big part of our motivation is that our kids are involved in different things that, um, you know, are only going to be able to happen if they can actually do things in person. So anyway, but so my daughter made her drill team. Well, <laughs> did you guys know that? And maybe it's not this way everywhere, but this is our only experience and our first experience. It's like, okay, well, this is how you have to do your hair for practice this day. Like you have to have this kind of a braid. Oh my word, you guys, this is for the person who is not a super girly mama. And oh my word, my braids are terrible. Anyway, it's been a little stressful, but like, you know, so her friend came over. Well, our house was okay. I mean, you know, so there was this moment where I was like, oh, okay, commit. Oh, wait, you know what? Let's just do it in the front yard in the shade. I mean, just because this is Corona time. And so we just, we haven't had people inside our house other than plumbers because, oh my goodness, we've got something going on with the bathroom. And it was just like out of nowhere, all of a sudden, literally I go to drain the bathtub and, um, nothing happened. And I'm like, what? And then I heard this glub glub in the toilet. And so now we think there's some big, humongous, crazy expensive thing going on, but they don't know what it is yet. So anyway, they've been out here three different times. But my point is, we have had to have a couple times where people have had to come in the house. But as a general rule, we're not inviting people into our home right now, which then allows us to go longer times without having people over, which then for those people like me, who that's the very best motivation is to know that somebody's going to be ringing your doorbell in a little bit, that motivation is just gone. Okay. And so then there can be a tendency for the house to just start getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And all of a sudden you look around and you go, we're living in total chaos. And then you have that frustration over why don't we just do this for ourselves? Like that's what we should be doing. Why? And I've talked about this a lot on the blog and I'm sure I've talked about it here on the podcast as well. But like that was a huge frustration with myself that I faced was like, why is it that I'm so crazy motivated when other people come over and yet it's like, I can't, I I cannot make myself clean to that same or declutter or straighten or whatever to that same level just for us. And yet we're the ones who live here. And so, you know, so it's a real struggle. So that's what we're talking about today. I've gone on for a long time. And I've said that, uh, okay, like I said, this is the first time back after summer. So my brain, it's it's not going to get better. Was I what am I saying? Anyway, okay, here we go. First thing I want to say is don't make this a stumbling block. Okay, the guilt over this is real. Okay, I I mean, it's it's legitimate. I mean, you're listening to a podcast about cleaning because you want your house to be better. Okay, I mean, like, if you didn't care, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And so because you're listening to this podcast, I know that you care. And yet, sometimes 
you can, and I know this because this is me, I look around my house at some points and I think, especially in the olden days, and I would go, well, obviously I don't care. Like looking around, when I would see my living room just, you know, with all sorts of different things piled in the corners and all over the fireplace and all this, I mean, I was like, it's clear that I don't care, but I feel like I care. So what's the problem here? Okay. And so this little, this little meme-ish quote, when I say meme, I mean, like, you know, this is the type of inspirational saying, you know, why would we clean for other people when we're the ones who actually live here? Don't we deserve it? Yeah. I mean, like, that's the, that's, that's me just coming up with that off the top of my head. But I'm, I know that there are memes out there saying that type thing, or I'm sure there are blog posts written on that kind of stuff too. Not by me, but you know, of people saying you should, you should care. Your family is your, are are the people who deserve uh, this space more than some random guest who's in it. That's all true. We all know that. Okay. And I'm giving you the credit for knowing that because I know you know that because you're listening to this podcast, which means you care about cleaning your house. Okay. But the problem is those types of quotes, especially when it feels like whether it's true or not, for the person who is completely bewildered because I do care about my family and I do want the house to be comfortable for them. And yet it still seems like it's always a complete disaster. And I still, you know, what, what is this? I do care, but I can't seem to do it. I do put effort in, but it doesn't seem to help. Um, being that kind of person, it can feel like those types of, you know, inspirational sayings are aimed straight at me. And that can make me feel very guilty and it can make me feel very defensive. Don't let this be a stumbling block. Don't let this be the thing that makes you go, obviously, I don't care what's wrong with me. I thought I was a good mother and I'm not a good mother. (laughs) You know, just don't let this be a stumbling block. Okay. Know that you are not the only one out there who has experienced that kind of a reaction to that kind of a quote. Okay. Also know that quick little quotes like that are my biggest pet peeve. I mean, you know, quick little quotes that are supposed to solve my, all of my problems that I've struggled with my entire life in your one super powerful phrase that you came up with. Uh, it, it's it's really hurtful. And it's, to me, more hurtful than helpful. You know, because when somebody just like gives us, well, <laughs> you should clean for your family because that's who actually lives there and that's who deserves it. <laughs> you know, and I always feel like, okay, so you're trying to solve all my problems with that one thing. Sorry, that doesn't work that way. Anyway, so here's the thing. Get over the guilt and let's move forward. We're going to talk about the actual like what to do when this is your big frustration. I'm going to give you step to actually implement in your home that are going to change this for you. Okay. So the guilt, uh, whatever, you know, we're not going to worry about that. That's not, guilt is not motivating. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but it's not motivating in a way that lasts. I don't think. Anyway, also know this is an age old question and this is something that everybody, and I'm, I'm going to say almost everybody feels and struggles with. Like, even the people who you would think their house is absolutely great. I mean, and if you could have a house like theirs, you'd think you would be just as happy as you could be, because it feels pretty much perfect all the time. 
you know, even unexpectedly with you showing up. But I'm just saying this is normal. Like this is normal. It's kind of like when I talked about, um, you know, I think with holiday getting ready or something and um, <laughs> we had Thanksgiving at my house and my husband would sometimes get frustrated because I would get real worked up about all there was to do. And I was like, listen, this is normal. All women get this worked up. Not all. I'm sure there's the exception. But for the most part, it stresses us out to get a huge event ready and have a bunch of people over. So the fact that you clean more when people come over than you do on a normal day, don't feel guilty about that. That's normal. Even people whose houses are always under control. That's still normal. Okay. It's extra stressful for those of us who have slob vision and don't see what's happening on the, you know, on the regular. Okay. So this was my little thing I had written when I was talking about the memes. Um, you know, like this little memeish quote that's supposed to turn my life around with an inspirational or, or guilt inducing statement. I always want to say, Oh, I've never thought of it that way. Now I'm different. Thank you. You know, I mean, like, that's just not reality. I mean, there are there, there is the rare occasion where one little statement or what one thing will change how I look at something or change how I act or change how I function for the rest of my life. I wish that was the way to change in all situations. But it's pretty rare. You know, if you're going to change in 20 different ways, over the course of a year, you're lucky if one of those ways was an instantaneous change. Okay. Thanks to our sponsor, Third Love. Every woman deserves to feel comfortable. That has been a main goal in 2020 for me, for sure. With all the time I've spent at home, I have loved my Third Love Seamless Lounge Bra. It's amazingly comfortable and easy to put on and perfect for relaxing at home. But I've also been thankful for Third Love when it comes time to leave the house because even their real bras are so comfortable, they make the transition back into real life so much easier. Third Love makes a perfect fit promise. Did you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. They offer a fit finder quiz to help you get the perfect bra. All you have to do is answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. They stand behind their products. If you don't love it, every customer has 60 days to return and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love makes returns and exchanges free and easy. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit and are available to help via chat or email. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash clean now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash clean for 15% off today. All right, so let's talk about what to do and why it happens. So the benefits of a doorbell are the extra oomph um, that it gives you in cleaning. For some people, that extra oomph 
is a little extra shining, is extra paying attention to detail. Oh, I didn't notice that that baseboard had a little missed spot on it, whatever. For some of us, it's pretty major, that extra oomph, that, oh my goodness, what in the world have I let happen in here, okay? Um, and for some of us, it's the main like motivating factor to make us wake up and go, oh yeah, this is this is not okay how my house looks. So in the moment where you're awakened by that quote or that thought instead of the doorbell, since we don't have doorbells right now, um, these are some strategies. Number one, focus on the visibility rule. I have podcasts, more than one, talking about the visibility rule. I also mention it a lot because it's huge. Okay. The visibility rule is this. When you get inspired to clean or declutter, I'm generally talking about cleaning. I'm sorry. I'm generally talking about decluttering. Start in the space, the area that guests would see first. There is a strange thing that happens when you get this urge to declutter to go to that back corner of your master bedroom closet and start in there. Unfortunately, you can spend all your time in there. At the end of the day, you're exhausted and your house doesn't look any better. Okay. And it's a natural thing to say, I'm going to spend some time during quarantine or during whatever, you know, time where my kids are working on their schoolwork on the computer or whatever. I'm going to spend some time decluttering and make my house better. And for some strange reason, the natural tendency is to head to those invisible spaces, those spaces that you don't use all the time and you don't see all the time. Instead, start in the visible spaces. Okay. Number one, you know, I I focus and I base all of my advice and my strategies on what I personally can do and what will help me do it. So the reason for the visibility rule for myself is that I'm going to see the decluttered better space on a whole lot more regular basis than I'm going to see that back corner, okay, of the master bedroom closet. So even though I didn't really register it before, even though I didn't see it before, that there was a pile of stuff by the front door. Now that it's gone, every time I walk by there, I go, oh, that looks so much better. And I also don't have this nagging feeling in the back of my head. What if someone knocked on the front door? How would I keep them from coming inside? (laughs) Or how would I keep them from seeing inside or whatever? There's just that nagging feeling is gone because that front area that they would very first see when they walk in the front door looks better. Therefore, because I'm seeing it and I'm going, "Ah," instead of not even realizing that every time I go by there, I'm like, "Ah." I'm actually given more energy. It inspires me to continue decluttering and I work on the next most visible space and the next most visible space. So that's the visibility rule. That's how it works for me to make progress in my own home because I'm the only person I can control. Okay. Here's how it works in your family they see the visible progress. They see that the house looks better. They see that you've put work in, that you're trying, that you're putting effort in. Okay. And the reason I say this is it's not just an inspirational meme that comes across your Facebook feed every once in a while. This can be a real conversation among family members. And it can also be something that causes some resentment among family members. Okay of you're freaking out trying to get the house perfect for this neighbor 
who has never been to our house and they've lived next door for 12 years. I'm just making all this up. Anyway, um, you're freaking out over that because you want to impress them and make them feel comfortable. But then you don't try to do anything for me. I know you're doing things because you're listening to this podcast and you're working on things. My point in the visibility rule is for you to do things that people actually see and experience and notice. Okay. Not just to impress them, but so that we all have that, oh, our house looks better. Okay. Oh, our house looks better. That is a legitimate thing. And so if you feel like, and and this is touchy and I'm, and I know there are some people who (laughs) I always find it interesting. So, um, I had a review and I mean, this is, there've been several like this over time, but, um, a review on, um, how to manage your home without losing your mind. One of my books, which you can find at islobkimsclean.com slash book or wherever books are sold in any format and which books are put out. Uh, anyway, but somebody had, I think it was a Goodreads review or something. And they had said that they really loved the book and it was really great. But, and then they went into this long thing about how it, it just felt like it was all on one person and it should be the whole family's responsibility. And I'm like, I write to the person who's reading the book. Okay. And if you read it out loud to your family, then all the you's are to the person who's actually it's hitting their ears. Okay. So because anyway, what did I get off on that subject for? Um, my point is you can only do what you can do. I don't think that was my point anyway, but the visibility rule ensures that the people in your house are going to actually experience what you have done because it's, it's really, sometimes it can be really hard. I think this was my point. It can be really hard when you feel like I'm working, I'm working, I'm constantly doing stuff in my house and it just never looks any better. Or I'm constantly doing stuff in my house and yet all anybody ever notices is the bad stuff. Now, can there be situations where your house is legitimately great and people could come in and yet somebody focuses on some random dusty spot behind the whatever door. Yes, of course. You know, there can be those unhealthy relationship type things, but I'm talking about it's a thing. I mean, I used to just feel like I was working on my house and working on my house and working on my house and never looked any better. Okay. Um, but by focusing on the visibility rule, then my house looked better. Okay. And it was noticeable to me. It was noticeable to other people. And even if they don't verbally say it, there's going to be a difference. Okay. By working on the visible spaces first. I am so eloquent today. Do y'all feel it? Do you feel it? Do you feel how eloquent I am? Okay. All right. Next. Um, So focus on visibility rule. Always, always, always. And then acknowledge procrastinate clutter. I really think that procrastinate clutter is the number one culprit in this issue of the house just kind of getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse when you're never having outsiders come in. Okay, so procrastinate clutter is the stuff that is going to have to be done at some point. It's it's unfolded laundry. 
It's um, the Amazon boxes that need to be broken down instead of just kind of thrown on top of that pile in your master bedroom. It's no, I'm not in my master bedroom right now looking at an Amazon box. <laughs> or um, anyway, but it's it's these things that are going to have to be done. It's dishes, it's stuff like that, that has to be done at some point. And so in your mind, it's not legitimate clutter. Like if I'm going to take time to declutter, I'm not going to I'm not going to fold laundry. This is decluttering time. I need to do some real decluttering and folding laundry is not decluttering. Except that if I don't deal with this procrastinate clutter, I can declutter and my space doesn't look any better because there's still a big pile of unfolded laundry. There's still a pile of Amazon boxes that need to be broken down. I mean, you know, so this is, this is reality. This is truth that procrastinate clutter makes your house messy. And when you are having people come to your house, the number one thing that you're going to do is deal with all the procrastinate clutter, right? You're going to get those clothes off of the love seat. You're going to break those boxes down and get them put away. And it's always like, oh, these are great. It feels like great motivation for me to have somebody coming over. It just forces me to go ahead and get this stuff done. Okay, you're going to make sure the dishes are washed and the kitchen's not a disaster. You know, all those type things, those are procrastinate clutter. So in this weird time where you don't have that impending doorbell, or let's just be honest, in normal life where you're like, okay, I just want my house to be better without having to have somebody scheduled to come over. Remind yourself that procrastinate clutter makes a huge difference, okay? Because there's, here's the thing. If you will walk through your house and say, okay, my house is feeling so messy. I'm feeling frustrated over it. Tell yourself to identify procrastinate clutter, okay? Even though it's gonna feel like, why am I spending my time on this? Is this really going to make a lasting impact? No, because procrastinate clutter also comes back quickly. Okay, it's something that just has to be dealt with again and again and again. And so it doesn't feel like legitimate decluttering, blah, blah, blah. So but if you go through and you just say, I'm going to take a little time to go through and start in the most visible space and deal with the procrastinate clutter, put these things away, them that I should have put away a long time ago, I'm going to go do that. It's going to make a huge visible impact on your home. Okay. And it also will help you start to identify procrastinate clutter more quickly in the future. Cause every time that you go ahead and say, what is the procrastinate clutter here? What can I go ahead and deal with? It's going to make this space look better. Every time you do that and go, wow, that didn't take me very long, made a huge visible impact, made a big difference in how we feel about our home. I actually like my house now. Every time you do that, that good feeling is going to make you the next time go, oh, well, if I deal with this pile of clean laundry that's smaller than it was last time, I'm going to have a quick win and my house is going to look significantly better. And it starts to train you to do that. So really acknowledge procrastinate clutter, tackle the procrastinate clutter. Okay. And that will make a huge, huge difference in that. Um, the other thing too about procrastinate clutter is a big issue for me was that I would look around at my house and I would be, I would see a cluttered area. And especially in the beginning, I'd be like, well, there's a reason behind this. Okay. That stack of frames is there because I took them out of such and such space. And then I was thinking I was going to, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm planning on redoing this other space and I think I'll use those frames again. 
Okay. And so there's a story behind it. In the beginning, this procrastinator, there's a story behind each little thing. Oh, well, that box of mail is there because it normally goes in such and such spot, but I moved it in here because such and such happened. You know, I mean, it's just like everything has a little story. But the problem is visually, it starts to just kind of all blend together. Okay. And once you get a couple different types of procrastinator clutter around, all of a sudden it just draws other things to it. And that's what turns it into a huge decluttering project eventually. Okay. Is when it's not just an identifiable, oh yeah, that's a, a group of things that I need to deal with in such and such way of procrastinator clutter. Makes sense. Okay. So one of the things that made me think about this, um, oh, okay. Uh, in awkward pauses, a moment or a morning, remind yourself out loud if you need to, to tackle the procrastinator clutter and start in the most visible space. Follow the visibility rule. Okay. So one of the things that made me think about this was when we did have those plumbers come through three different times now in the course of a week and a half. Anyway, when we had those plumbers come through, you know, they were able to come pretty quickly. And so I was like, duh. Okay. So I, they had to go through my bedroom, which is always the scariest spot. And I didn't get it perfect or anything, but I did push my, my dresser drawers in. I did, you know, pick up the clothes that were somehow next to the laundry hamper and put them in the laundry hamper. I did straighten up a couple of little things and it still looked like a messy bedroom, but it wasn't a disastrous bedroom. And it was like, so quickly, it made a huge difference in how the bedroom looked. And I wasn't humiliated for these people to walk through my bedroom 15 million times in a week and a half. But anyway, um, you know, or, oh, wow, there's a, how, why is there a pile of hangers over there? Okay, I'm going to go deal with that right now. You know, that kind of stuff, that opening up of the eyes, the things I dealt with were simply procrastinator clutter. They were simply things that visually made the space look messy that were just a matter of me going, why have I not done that already? I have no idea why. Okay, no, it's nothing exciting. It's nothing dramatic. But if I will take care of those couple little things, it makes a huge, huge difference. Okay. All right. Um, also know that um, if this is a conversation you've had with your family members, try to take it and know that most likely most likely they are not asking for perfection where sometimes it can feel like a complainer is asking for perfection and I know I can never be perfect. Okay. So go ahead and give yourself that permission to just do a little bit better to start in the visible spaces, to deal with the procrastinator clutter so that it makes that impact. And, you know, in, instead of just going, oh my goodness, they want me to be perfect and I never can be. Don't just, I'm the person here to be the one to say, it's okay. Just try to make it better. Okay. Um, things to do, very specific things to do. Go do your dishes. I've talked about this forever and ever and ever. Um, you know, make sure your dish drainer is emptied, empty it all the way. Even that thing that's been drying for the last month and a half in there. Um, you know, make sure your clean clothes are put away, put them away. Um, if there's a project that you haven't finished or you've really truly given up on, but you haven't been willing to admit it, um, you know, get that out of some living area, some space where people need to be able to live in instead. Um, and 
just acknowledge that sometimes just straightening up, like taking a corner that's full of piles and just stack it a little bit nicer. Um, yeah, of course you want to deal with it and actually get it out of there, but straightening can make a huge, huge impact. So taking a five minute pickup, doing those five minute pickups, um, maybe, you know, assigning the other family members to be, you know, y'all takes to pick stuff up off the floor or the surfaces and go put it where it goes. I'm going to take this time to straighten this area that is ultimately a decluttering project that I'm going to have to do one day. But even if I will just straighten it, it's amazing the impact that it can have on the house. And also to remember that momentum is key. Okay, so cleared spaces inspire you to clear more spaces, which results in more cleared spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when a space is better, you're going to see and identify and acknowledge and register the progressive clutter more easily, more quickly. Okay. Cleared spaces are easier to get back under control. When I say a cleared space, I mean, you have decluttered it. You've gotten rid of all the stuff that doesn't deserve to be in that space. You can, it can get much uh, more quickly under control. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop there and we're going to hope that this was not horrific. Who even knows? Okay. Um, but thanks, you guys. Thanks so much. I've enjoyed so much the all the new members that we've had of our Patreon community, our super secret Facebook group. If you are a member of Patreon, if you have joined over the summer and you are not in the Facebook group yet, I just realized that where it used to be one of the very top posts now because um, over the summer you had your little mini podcast that came out just for Patreon patrons. Um it was a little farther down. And so you may have missed seeing the form that you have to fill out for me to um, invite you to the Facebook group. So anyway, if you can't find it, just email a slob comes clean at gmail.com. And my assistant Jennifer will get you taken care of and get you that form because we have to have the form so we can invite you to the group. I wish it that wasn't that way. But for it to be secret, like where nobody can search the group and see who's in it or anything like that, um, which is important to a lot of people, uh, then you have, we have to invite you by email. We can't like, anyway, it's confusing. So, uh, thanks for joining me today. Uh, if you want to be a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.